Retrogram, Revisiting TV Futures from the Past. An examination of yesteryear's television science fiction, fantasy, spy-fi, horror, and superhero shows. Commencing Retrogram. Retrogram number 1921. The Rules of the Retrogram. Welcome to Retrogram, the newest podcast from thelogbook.com. I'm Earl Green, and this one probably requires a little bit of explanation. If you're new to the show, which I think everyone is here at the beginning, here is what it's about and how it works. Kind of consider this one episode zero, although I'll explain later why it's not episode zero. In a way, this is kind of the culmination of thelogbook.com. Ever since the beginning, even in small ways, the logbook has been all about the collision of the geekier side of pop culture and the march of history, what sci-fi was on the air when some space mission was being flown, and vice versa. And that collision sort of demands the question, was our imagined future as amazing as the road to the future that was being paved in real life? Or was the very deliberate pace of the real exploration of science and space in dire danger of paling in comparison to the futures and alternate present days that we were imagining for ourselves? Retrofuturism is a fun thing, but nowadays it seems to apply to both reality and fiction. There were visions of the future on TV that never came true. But there were visions for, to cite just one example that I'm very familiar with, the American space program that also never came true. From the vantage point of 2019 or later, the imagined future of any 1970s sci-fi show now has about as much validity as NASA's imagined future of a fleet of space shuttles building a massive solar power array in orbit that would then beam freely available power to Earth via microwaves. Yeah, that didn't happen. It didn't happen any more than Battlestar Galactica or Buck Rogers or Salvage One happened. I mean, it might happen in the future, but for now those grand plans which NASA used to sell the public on the seemingly limitless future of the space shuttle, they're just as much science fiction as Jason of Star Command or V. This is the story of that parallel evolution, what we were imagining sitting on the shelf next to what we were living. So sometimes Retrogram will revisit chapters in history. Sometimes those chapters might be a bit uncomfortable to thumb through again, trying to find out if we imagined anything like the wonders or occasionally the horrors of the future. Sometimes there will be absolutely goofy occasions to go into the past, too. This isn't a college lecture course, so there's fun to be had in this great big rewind as well. How much material is there to cover? Well, there's a misperception in this age of CGI that sci-fi on TV used to be a rare and precious thing because it was so expensive to produce. And oh man, is that ever a lie. Sci-fi on TV has been a regular fixture for ages. We'll revisit some favorites and introduce you to stuff you missed. And that will include some shows from across the Atlantic and some from across the Pacific. One of the other big reasons for doing this podcast... There's a really good chance, given how the fandoms for these shows operate, that every single show that Retrogram will talk about probably has its own podcast somewhere, if not several. 
but talking about one series in isolation doesn't give you the context of what else was on at the time. And lacking that context robs you of really being able to judge which of these shows were truly ahead of their time versus which ones were truly of their time, full stop. Retrogram is all about context, imagination, and probably some questionable fashion choices along the way. So here's how it works. Each show covers one week worth of genre programming and broadcast history. Science fiction, superheroes, fantasy, horror, and spy-fi shows. Anything with speculative fiction in its DNA. And it's got to be a week that had more than one show. There might be future installments that circle back and look at orphaned episodes that sat all alone on a given week's TV schedule. But for the most part, because we are playing the compare, contrast, and contextualize game, most episodes will cover weeks with multiple shows. This includes animation and children's shows, though so many shows in that category could be considered fantasy, what with talking cars, talking animals, and so on. These shows were whittled down to a representative cross-section, kind of a sampling of shows that most clearly wore their sci-fi and fantasy influence. And you know, some of those shows, especially once you reach the late 70s and early 80s, ah, the late 70s and early 80s, whoops, sorry, wrong show, some of those shows are daily, and here's how we will deal with stuff like Battle of the Planets and Star Blazers and Transformers and Masters of the Universe and the real Ghostbusters. It'll be one of two things. Either one particularly standout episode from that week will be covered in depth, or the entire week will be covered more or less as a single story. It's also possible that a given week will have to be covered in more than one episode of Retrogram, so if an episode number has an A or a B, there was a lot to cover that week. The divisions between A and B episodes will usually be along some logical dividing line. Maybe a given week's A show will be all primetime programming, and the B show will be that week's Saturday morning cartoons or animated shows. Or maybe the A show will cover U.S. shows only with the B episode covering that week in the U.K. How do you nominate a week to cover? You've got to do a little bit of research first. Go to thelogbook.com slash retrogram slash timeline where you can scroll through the history of genre TV a week at a time. If you spot what looks like a promising confluence of shows, make a note of which week of the year that is. Look for the little calendars on the timeline and then fill out the form on the right-hand side of the page. Maybe you've spotted an event in history that I've missed. Maybe it's the week that you were born. Maybe it's the week you got married. Maybe it's the week you graduated. Maybe it's the week that a half hour or hour of TV near and dear to your heart first premiered. Let me know in the form why you've picked that week, and it'll be added to the list. Retrogram will most likely arrive every other week, since it takes a considerable amount of work to research and produce a single episode. So be patient as nominated weeks are worked into the schedule. Then what happens is I watch the shows, take copious notes, gather interesting trivia about each one. Each episode of every show will have two summaries. Each episode of every show will have two summaries. The story so far, in case the plot isn't completely self-explanatory, and the story in that self-contained episode. Once all the shows from that week have been discussed, it's time to dig deeper, see what those shows have to say about the times in which they were made, and to see if they speak to life today, and then decide which shows have stood the test of time best. And then you start all over again. New weeks, new shows. Well, they're new to somebody, and that's Retrogram.
It might sound a little complicated, but let me worry about the complicated bits. The episode numbers are formatted as year and week, so this one, 1921, well, it's dropping week 21 of 2019. There probably won't be another episode 19 anything. Nearly all of them will be 70-something, 80-something, or 90. But hey, you never know when the show might just break its own rules. Though generally speaking, this is a podcast about older TV shows. Retro being in the title should be a bit of a giveaway. So there you have it, the rules of the retrogram. It might sound a little bit complicated, a bit too serious, but trust me, it isn't. The classics are here to stay. Now let's find out why they're classics. The Retrogram Podcast was researched, written, and hosted by Earl Green. The show's theme music was composed and performed by Jazar and licensed under Creative Commons. You can find his work at betterwithmusic.com and at freemusicarchive.org. A huge thanks to thelogbook.com's Patreon supporters, Kevin Bunch, Darwin Hannon, Mark McDonald, and Javier Ost. Want to help them help me keep the site and its various podcasts and videocasts alive? Pitch a few pennies, or heck, pitch a lot of pennies, into the hat at patreon.com slash thelogbook. You can also support the site by buying t-shirts and other goodies from our store at redbubble.com slash people slash thelogbook, or by ordering, well, just about anything through our affiliate links at thelogbook.com slash store from places like Amazon and eBay. Retrogram has been a production of thelogbook.com.